You're listening to the My Happy Mind Conversations podcast, where we talk all about how you can build your child's resilience, self-esteem, and happiness. I'm your host, Laura Earnshaw, the founder of My Happy Mind, and I am totally dedicated to helping you become the best parent or carer that you can be. We're proudly impacting over half a million children now in our programs in schools, nurseries, and homes. And today, I'm going to be sharing some of those tips with you. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to another episode of the My Happy Mind Conversations podcast. And today we are talking about mum guilt. I'm coming at you with some home truths on what this is, on how it can show up, but most importantly, on what we can do as mums to kick it to the curb. Because here's the thing, it's really not helping us. So let's jump in by starting to understand what mum guilt really is and why it's a thing. I mean, it's such a thing that it has its own hashtag. You know something's a thing when it has its own hashtag, right? But mum guilt was a thing before there was even such a thing as hashtags. It has been around for as long as there's been mums. And here's why. Mum guilt can strike at any time. Whether you are a full-time mum, whether you're a working mum, whatever your situation is, sadly, you're not immune to mum guilt. And the reason for that is mum guilt really comes from other people's expectations of mums. It comes from this sense of we have to live up to these expectations that either society or media advertising or in-laws or parents or friends seem to put on us, right? This sense of this is what I should do. This is what I should be doing. This is what my child should do. And these kind of expectations are so powerful that if we don't live up to them, sometimes this happens very subconsciously, we do end up with mum guilt, this feeling that we're not doing enough, that we're not there enough, that we're not present enough, that we're not creating enough activities or we're not creating enough excitement for our children. And it's really, really painful, right? I mean, guilt is painful at the best of times, but when it's to do with your child and it's to do with your role as a mum, it can be really, really tough. And one of the things that we have to remember is that most of the time our guilt doesn't come from us, it comes from our perception of what we should be doing, right? It comes from this perception from the outside world, whether, as I said, that's from, you know, the Pampers advert that shows your baby laughing and, and um, you know, looking at you lovingly as, as you change their nappy and your experiences that whenever you change your child's nappy, they're screaming at you, or whether it's, you know, the friend who you go for a walk in in the park who tells you that their child is sleeping through and you're thinking, oh my goodness, mine isn't. Maybe I've not put in a routine as quickly as I should have done. There starts the guilt, right? So it's when we compare ourselves to other people's norms or expectations or so-called standards that this mum guilt can really, really show itself. And inevitably, it just makes us feel rubbish, right? It doesn't help us in any way. And so one of the things that I think is a really important distinction with this whole space of mum guilt is put brilliantly by Brené Brown. And she talks about guilt or mum guilt 
versus mum shame. And I think this is a really, really powerful distinction. So what she talks about is the fact that guilt is when we feel upset about a behaviour. So we do something like, for example, we um, spend too much time on our phone because we're frantically trying to check work emails or frantically trying to arrange a night out or whatever it might be. And we're not giving our child attention in that moment, right? We feel guilty about that behavior, but it ends there. It's kind of like I did something bad and I regret that behavior. That was a bad decision. Shame though, is when we believe that we as human beings or as mums are ultimately unworthy, right? So it's when we take that guilt to a whole new level and it's not that we're saying that our behavior was bad, it's saying that we are bad. It's saying things to yourself like, you're a bad mum, your kids deserve better, or you're never going to be good enough as a mum, or you failed at this and you're always going to fail, right? That kind of internal dialogue is shame. And shame is a gremlin in our minds that will very, very quickly take over. But the truth is with mum guilt, a lot of the parents that I speak to and a lot of the coaching that I do around this shows me very clearly that guilt does often turn into shame. It's a natural progression if we don't grip it and we don't take hold of it. And so what can then happen is that we get into this really, really negative spiral of mum shaming of ourselves. And it's very, very tricky for us to come through that. So again, guilt, mum guilt is when we're able to feel guilty or regretful about a behavior that we've taken. Whereas mum shame is when we feel that we're not able to be a good mum. So it's taking it that step further from feeling bad about a behaviour to feeling bad about who we are as a mum. And this is really, really toxic for us. And it's something that we definitely want to grip hold of. The good news is, is that we absolutely can, right? And if you're in this place now, and if you suffer either from mum guilt or mum shame, we can absolutely help you through it. But you're going to have to take some action, right? Because at the end of the day, when we get into this state of mum guilt or mum shame, it is a case of us being our own worst critic because we are very much inside our own minds at this point. Mum shaming in particular is likely not coming from a societal influence. It's coming from you. It's coming from your own assessment of how you're being as a mum. This can lead you to be having really negative thoughts about yourself. It can even lead to anxiety can lead you to become kind of obsessed with what other people are doing, maybe obsessive around social media, checking out people's Instagram. Oh my God, look at them. They look so perfect, etc. And it can just lead you to feeling really kind of stuck and stagnant in this sense of I'm never going to be a good mum. And so what can we do about it? Well, the first thing that we have to do is name it, right? So get really, really present to how you're feeling right now. Because when you are able to name it and identify the fact that you are in this sense of mum guilt or mum shame, then that's the first step of acceptance, right? So one of the things that you can really do to help you here is something that I like to call catch it and flip it. So if you are, you know, sat around the house, maybe the kids are at school or maybe it's the weekend and they're at an activity and you feel these negative thoughts pop into your mind around guilt or shame, catch that thought and try and flip it, try and flip it into something more positive. So if you're feeling like, you know, I've not spent enough time with my kids, you know, I'm terrible at playing with my kids, whatever it might be, 
catch that thought and flip it into something positive and action oriented. So maybe you say, I'm doing my best and this afternoon I'm dedicating some time to play with them, right? So this idea of catching your thought not only brings your awareness to it, which is super important, but it also allows you to take some positive action by flipping it into something that you're going to do differently, okay? The second thing that you can start to do is write these thoughts down. So when you have these thoughts, write them out because you'll see how hard you're being on yourself. And we are, as mums, often our very worst critic. And writing these thoughts out, and again, using that same exercise of catching it and flipping it, can be really, really powerful in starting to change those thought patterns and also see just how hard we're being on ourselves. So that can be a really powerful strategy too. Once you've got through that phase and you started to recognize and acknowledge where you are, you'll also start, I hope, to recognize and acknowledge that you want to change, right? That you want to move away from this. So building that awareness, building that sense of understanding of what your thoughts look like is really powerful because when you do that, you're able to kind of take back your power and say, actually, I don't want to feel like that anymore. That's not a place I want to be. And I'm going to move forward from it, which is super, super empowering. And part of that leads to the next stage of this, which can be, again, really, really helpful, which is starting to change your thoughts. So again, using that catch and flip it technique, when you hear yourself talking to yourself in a negative tone of voice, or you see an advert on TV, or you notice a parent saying something that leads you into this kind of rabbit hole of comparisonitis that we've talked about on a previous episode, then you can really start to say to yourself, why am I thinking this? Why am I having this thought? Because the things that we think aren't true, they're just the things that we think. And what we can start to do once we're through that first stage of acknowledgement and acceptance and we really start analysing our thoughts is we can almost look into our brain like a third person. Sounds like some kind of out of body experience. And in some respects it is. But when you can take yourself out of your thoughts and look at them really objectively, you'll start to be able to say, that's not true. That's not fact. It's just a thought that I'm thinking. And you know what? I'm going to choose to think a new thought now. And again, this is a super powerful way for us to start to unpack and change the way we're looking at ourselves by really examining our thoughts. And the really powerful thing about this is when we change our thoughts, when we're able to get inside our head and think about our thoughts differently, we'll change our emotions because our thoughts quite simply are just a manifestation of those emotions. So this is super important as you move through mum guilt and mum shame. And then finally, we really need as mums to build resilience and build self-care into our routine. And I'm actually going to do a whole new episode on self-care and why it's so important. But the thing is, if we're not eating well, sleeping well, connecting with people that make our feel, you know, make us feel good about ourselves, if we're not looking after ourselves, mum guilt and mum shame will become even more accentuated. It will build and build and build because when we're tired and we're run down, we have far less resilience. And so building that resilience in you will allow you to really execute those strategies we've just talked about more powerfully, but it will also allow you to better cope with these kind of external influences that might be leading to you feeling that mum guilt or shame. And so making sure you have a good diet, making sure you get a good night's sleep, 
making sure you create time for you, whether that's reading a book or having a bath or whatever it might be, giving yourself the time and space so that you can do some of these exercises because they take some some time and some practice is super, super powerful. And, and this is a big one, starting to realize that you're not alone with these feelings. I am willing to bet my bottom dollar that most of your mum friends have at some point or are doing right now experiencing mum guilt or mum shame. They're either feeling bad about the behaviours that they're choosing, there's that guilt piece, or they're feeling bad about who they are as a mum, there's that shame piece. And so talking to these mum friends, sharing your feelings, supporting each other can work wonders because this is a topic that sometimes mums don't talk about. I'm sure that you've got close friends that will talk to you about it. But, you know, if we look at our networks on Facebook and Instagram and the playground and those kind of mum networks, you know, those can breed lovely friendships, which is amazing, but they can breed a bit of comparisonitis as well. This sense of what are they doing? Where's their kid up to? Wow, their house looks so tidy, et cetera, et cetera, right? It can, it can breed this kind of sense of comparison, which in turn can add to our mum guilt. So I'm not talking about those forums right now. I'm talking about that mum friend that you trust, that trusts you, that you can ugly cry with, that you can go for a glass of wine with or go for a walk with or however you relax to share these feelings. Because I know that when you do that, not only will you feel lighter, but they will feel lighter too. So establishing a really solid support network of other mums who are likely experiencing much of what you have or are doing right now will help you to see that you are absolutely not alone and that you can absolutely conquer this. Because at the end of the day, all that our kids really need from us is our love and our attention. The rest of it, well, it's a bonus. So I hope this episode has been helpful. I hope that you give some of the strategies that I've shared a go. I would love to hear what you think. You can come follow me on Instagram at myhappymind and tell me what you think of this episode and I cannot wait to talk to you again really soon. Take care. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of the My Happy Mind Conversations podcast. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review and a comment below, and I'll be back next week with more science-backed secrets to building happy and resilient children. Don't forget, you can come and follow me at My Happy Mind on Facebook and Instagram. Take care.